0: Flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. Stolen by Ehlers to Wheeler, back to Ehlers, scores! Kyle Connor has the Midas touch right now! And another outstanding stop by Carter Halibut! Check the shoot, Goal! Oh, what a slick move oh, by Mark Steifle! Ground
1: Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. It's been a been a little while since I said that. Uh, joined here with Jets TV's Mitchell Clinton. Mitchell, welcome back to the podcast, sir.
1: Yeah, like you said, it's been a minute. Um, yeah, it's been quite a uh, little bit of a few weeks here. Obviously, you know, you're keeping an eye on the, the Stanley Cup playoffs as much as... I don't know about you or, or anybody else, but like after the Jets were eliminated, watching the Montreal Canadiens in the next round, I don't know, it, was, it just felt like weird. I don't know why in my head, I was thinking like, man, how cool would it be to have, you know, Winnipeg and Vegas face off again in the third round of the playoffs and, you know, have all those storylines obviously didn't come to fruition, um, but either way, I mean, obviously kudos to Montreal for getting to the Stanley Cup final, big win in game four to to keep themselves alive and man, Tampa Bay looks really good. So uh, it's been a pretty good final and uh, obviously a little bit more dramatic uh, now heading back going into game five in Tampa.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of of the – I feel like there's two schools of thought when you when your team is done in the playoffs. Either you just shut it off completely and you go into summer mode or whatever else you like to do to keep you busy, or you watch uh, the hockey. Just what have you seen from – Well, pardon me. I think you are a hockey watcher. You're always texting me about the hockey (laughs) game. And I'm like, dude, I'm not watching. (laughs) Uh, But what have you thought about the series so far? Obviously, like you mentioned earlier, Montreal got the big win uh, in Mm -hmm. Quebec to head back down to Tampa, which uh, as we record this on Tuesday, Montreal did make it ahead
1: of the potential hurricane that's supposed to to hit Florida. So a bit of a scary scene. I think as we, yeah, like you said, as we record this, the game is still set to go tomorrow. Um, But we'll see, you know, obviously things can change. As we've learned over the last 16-ish months, things can be planned and then uh, changed very quickly. Yeah, Uh, I think for the most part, I've just kind of been keeping an eye on, you know, obviously former Jets like Ben Sherratt, who has been playing just a a crazy amount of minutes and seems to have really uh, adjusted well to that role. And also, I mean, just because it was something that, the Winnipeg Jets saw a lot of that Montreal Canadiens power play. I mean, you look back at Game Four, or the Montreal Canadiens penalty kill. Sorry, the right. You look back at Game Four against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and Shea Weber goes off with a four-minute high-sticking penalty. I can I can't even imagine what that feels like sitting in the sitting in the box in a potential elimination no game, and that's going on, uh, especially against Tampa's power play. But man. Montreal's PK just held the fort for the entire four minutes and obviously got the big Josh Anderson goal. So, um, yeah, I've been keeping an eye on on a few of those things. Obviously, you know, everybody I think knows that I, I have some, some Dauphin ties. My parents still live there. So obviously when the Islanders were still in, I was, uh, keeping an eye on them for obviously for Barry Trotz, number one, who odd piece of, I don't even, I don't even know if I would call it trivia, but it's a story that I go with, uh, probably the last, uh person in hockey outside of the Jets organization that I talked to prior to the pandemic we were in Calgary about to come home and right. I saw uh Barry Trotz in the gym that morning um and he just kind of said what do you think like what you know, like just kind of making conversation and yeah it, it was just interesting that uh so whenever I see him I'm like oh that's the, that's the last guy I talked to that <laughs> wasn't a member of Winnipeg Jets <laughs> before the <laughs> pandemic hit um and then obviously, he was clearly yeah, Ryan,
0: asking you, "What do you yes. think about hockey?" Not and not the state of the world, right? <laughs> he was asking yeah, for tips. He knew
1: he knew way way better than to ask me about, about my <laughs> thoughts about the game. Uh, and then also, Ryan Pulak is also from that area, so obviously, I was keeping an eye on the Islanders as well. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Ben Sherratt. So every Sunday morning, I get an email from the
0: folks who run our website, and the third most read article on winnipegjets.com was a story that Jamie Thomas had written like two or three years ago about Ben Sherratt and his ties to football and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So I thought that was hilarious. And I think there was actually another one in there too, that had some sort of Stanley Cup playoff connection. So it's always interesting how some of those things live on. And I think Mm -hmm. that also speaks to just how quiet things have been here at (laughs) winnipegjets.com and Jets TV, but not today. Uh, as we record this, it's Tuesday and the news of the day and the week so far is the Winnipeg Jets re-signing and extending Dominic Toninato to a two-year contract. Obviously the first year of that deal is a two-way deal. Just what are your thoughts on the deal?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously good for the Winnipeg Jets to get some, some business done ahead of, uh, you know, what's going to be a busy, uh, kind of end of July, uh, for not just the Jets, but for a lot of the the teams in the national hockey league, including the Seattle Kraken. Um, but yeah, I mean obviously Dominic Toninato, I think, made a, a really, really good impression on not only his teammates, but the organization as well. Because and Paul Maurice and Kevin Chevaldeoff and a number of the guys talked about it at the, the year-end avails, just how difficult this season was. You, of course, you have the day-to-day testing, you have all, all the, the protocols in place. But also for guys like Tonato who spent the majority of the season, obviously the first half of the season, there's a little bit of some some injuries and in, uh, going on and everything, but there was also the situation where i mean you're on the taxi squad you're practicing you're practicing you're practicing you're putting in all the work and then finally at the end of the season you know he gets into the lineup and played a couple of games with the jets he also played a few games with the moose uh, this past season and made an impact he was he was great right. on that uh on that line with nate thompson and trevor lewis so then you go into the playoffs and lo and behold who gets a an eventual game winner, Dominic Toninato. So uh, obviously I believe he had some, some penalty kill time as well. So that's the guy that just obviously, you know, did everything that was asked of him and everything that could be asked of uh, a new player at the time coming into the organization, earns himself a a two-year deal. Like you said, first year will be a two-way. Second year is a one-way just really happy for a guy that uh, you know, obviously I was outside the bubble, so I had limited interaction with him. But just every time that he came on Zoom or whatever, he was great to chat with. And I thought his honesty after the game winner that he scored in the Edmonton series about how he put his arms in the air and nobody else was kind of celebrating. So he thought he looked dumb, so he had to start (laughs) the back check. But then the the goal horn, obviously, went off eventually, and then the celebration was on. Yeah,
0: can confirm Dom Toninotto is a good guy quality human being and uh, obviously happy to have him here with the winnipeg jets now of course let's hear from the man of the the week so far dominic donato enjoy the interview shop where the players shop jets gear and truenorthshop.com are your authentic team stores make sure to stock up on all your favorite winnipeg jets and manitoba moose merchandise today visit one of the five jets gear locations or shop online at truenorthshop.com
2: hi this is mark
0: shifley and you're listening to ground control the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Joined here on Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets by newly signed Winnipeg Jets forward Dominic Toninato. Dom, first off, congrats on the new deal. Um, Just how excited are you to get this deal signed and done at this point in the summer?
2: Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely huge. Um, it, it makes summer a little more enjoyable, uh, a little more relaxing in the sense, you don't have to worry about contract talks and, and all that stuff. Um, and obviously I'm, I'm extremely happy and excited to be back uh, with the jets. I mean, um, we got some unfinished business. Uh, we got, we got a great group of guys up there, great staff. And um, I think we're ready to, to make the jump to the next next level in the playoffs. Yeah, I guess why was Winnipeg the right fit for you in your mind?
0: Obviously, you've played for a few different organizations. What is it about Winnipeg that's really stuck to you?
2: Well, I obviously it was a, it was a really weird year, um, but I love the guys up there, love the staff. Um, obviously, they got some of the best fans, if not the best fans in the whole league. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see them last year, but. Uh, Definitely going to be excited to be to be in front of them again next year. But um, it's just it's it's a great program, and uh, I think there's a lot of pieces there that we can make we can make a good run. Uh, how
0: important was the the two year term on this contract for you? Like we kind of alluded to earlier, you you bounced around, but this is a bit more stability for you. How important was that?
2: Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. The stability thing. Um, I mean, the past couple of years, it's it's just been one year, so. And uh, the, the the stability thing was huge, and um, just a little more comforting going in going into next season.
0: We've talked about this before. You're a hockey player; you want to play hockey games, but obviously, that wasn't completely the case for you last year. Just how have you reflected on the past season, spending most of it on the taxi squad, and then getting to play at the end and, and contributing?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely a tough year. Um, it was definitely a crazy year for for everybody. So. Um, just try to stay positive and and take everything I could have uh, out of last season. And um, like I've said before, it was it was a way to, to work on the game and work on some things you you don't typically get to work on throughout the season. So um, I mean, it was a tough year, but but in the end, it was it was productive and and it was still good. When you finally got into those game action,
0: obviously the the consensus was that you know you played really well, and obviously you got the the big goal in game one against Edmonton. Just when you think back to how you played in that handful of
2: games in that stretch, what did you like about your play? Um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of fit in with with my line mates, and um, was lucky enough to to contribute on the score sheet, and um, it was just learning the the Jets game. I mean, I hadn't got to play, play all season. So I was just adapting to that and getting a handle on, on the Jets game. And um, like I said, I was lucky enough to contribute on the, on the stat sheet. So hopefully we can carry some momentum going into next season. One of the things Paul Maurice said after
0: game one and, and your big goal was that, you know, he wasn't quite sure if he was going to put you in the lineup for game one, but it was the other coaches that really fought to to have you in there because they thought, that your game was going to be the right fit for the style of play. Just what does it mean to you to have earned that trust from the coaches? And and how do you think you did that?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, it's awesome to hear, hear him say that. And um, I mean, we spent a lot of time together on the ice after practices and whatnot. So uh, it definitely meant a lot to, to know that the hard work was, was paying off and um, people were noticing. So it was, uh, it was great to get in there. Uh, obviously
0: you talk about hard work, what types of things are you working on this summer to get your game in shape for September and October?
2: Yeah, just keep honing the skills. Um, obviously in the weight room and on the ice, just, just working on the little skills that uh, can make your game better and, and keep improving. Well, enough of the hockey talk. Uh, how's the summer been for you so far? It's been great. It's been great. Um, it's, it's been nice to be home and, and seeing friends and family that, we got to see for a while and um, actually got uh, got a wedding coming up here pretty soon. So right. some exciting times.
0: Maybe uh, just give us a breakdown of, of the wedding. Like, when is it? Uh, is it a big event? Uh, obviously, COVID. <laughs> I don't know if it plays a factor down in the States. Like, it, it still is up here. But uh,
2: just how's that been? Uh, yeah, we're definitely ready. We're definitely ready to get it, get it done with. Um, we're definitely excited. Uh, it's coming up here at the end of July, July 31st. Um, we had to cut back the numbers a little bit because of COVID, and then um, things have have opened up again, which is nice, which allows us to to have the no masks and 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 the yeah. dancing and, and all the all the good stuff, you know. So, um, unfortunately, we had to we had to cut a, a couple numbers to accommodate, but um, still should have a pretty good turnout, and and we're excited. Of course, you're a golfer. Uh, how's the golf game been this summer? I'm sure you've had <laughs> a bit of time to work on that. Yeah, yeah, no, the golf game, uh, it's pretty good right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's golf. It's always up and down. So uh, right now, right now, though, it's, it's in pretty good shape.
0: Awesome, Dom. Well, congratulations to you and your fiance Chelsea. Wish you nothing but the best and have a great, uh, have a great day. Awesome, thanks. Thanks so much to Dominic for taking the time to chat with us here on this busy Tuesday uh, as we record this. Uh, Mitchell, we've yes. chatted a little bit about what's happened. Now let's chat about what we think is going to happen, what we know is going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a bit of a busy time coming up here in July. The expansion draft being won. That's on July 21st. Then the 23rd and 24th of July, the NHL draft. Obviously, it's being held virtually. And then f- closing it out on the 28th with free agency. Uh, just your thoughts on
1: the the next couple of weeks and, and also what we can expect here on winnipegjets.com. Obviously a lot. We'll have all those events covered like we you've come to expect from, from us folks. Uh, I'm sure that uh, Jamie Thomas and Paul Edmonds will, will chime in as well as they are known to do uh, along with their various radio duties with uh, 680 CJOB. So of course, uh, stay tuned to that. The expansion draft to me is always kind of interesting. I mean, because leading into the one in 2017 before the uh, Vegas Golden Knights came in, there was so much jockeying for position uh, with uh, a number of the other organizations in terms of, you know, trying to make sure you have certain guys protected and whatnot. And then obviously Vegas goes on the run that they do in 17, 18. Um, So it will be interesting. And and a lot of the rules, I mean, all the rules are the exact same going into uh, this expansion draft. So, Uh, All players, with no movement clauses at the time of the draft have to be protected. In Winnipeg's case, this is from Cap Friendly, by the way, great website. Go there. You can check out a bunch of uh, a lot of this stuff. You can even there's a simulator on there, which if you have the time, you can you can take the time to do your own expansion draft. Um, Only Blake Wheeler falls into that no movement clause category. So he's an automatic protect uh, that the Jets have to do. Also to keep in mind uh, for the Jets protected list, all first and second year professional players and all unsigned draft choices are exempt. So that's your Cole Perfetti, Billy Hainala, Christian Veselinan, and Dylan Sandberg. Brian Little also exempt uh, from selection as well. Um, yeah, and then obviously there's a couple other things in terms of who you know, is exposed. You have to, you know, have a defenseman under contract for 2021-22 that's played at least 40 NHL games in the prior season. Same thing goes for forwards. You need two of those and that goaltender also under contract or will be a restricted free agent at the end of his current contract immediately prior to 2021-2022. Of course you have to extend a qualifying offer to that, but that's a whole bunch of stuff. We'll have a full article on this uh, on winnipegjets.com this week. So stay tuned. Uh, for that, and then the draft, of course, is always exciting. Jets currently holding the 17th overall pick, and if you know your draft history from just a few years ago, well, I guess it's ugh, six years six. now. That's oh man, uh, Kyle Connor. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Connor was the uh, 17th overall pick that year. So obviously, the Winnipeg Jets have some abilities and being able to find uh, find people in, and great players in and around that time. And then, of course, yeah, you got free agency, July 28th, eight unrestricted restricted free agents for the jets and three restricted free agents uh from the roster from last season
0: yeah just thinking about free agency i I was at the lake on july 1st and i thought this is like outside i guess last season too because of the the pandemic and everything Mm -hmm. and the the stoppage but this is like the first july 1st that i've actually been able to do something you know you're always
1: july for oh can you can you do this on july 1st no sorry can't do it i have I have absolutely no pull with the National Hockey League whatsoever. Um, But I mean, I would be on board for like a July 6th or 7th free agency time or like June 29th. Like whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they should make it a spectacle, do like a day three at the draft and then we could all just
0: watch that. And then and then you'd have GMs getting all fired up and then you'd have them like excited or mad because so-and-so at the far end of the room didn't do a deal that you wanted to do. (laughs) Or you could story, and you could make paper airplanes, and you could throw them across the draft room floor with proposals. It could be a whole thing. Man, made for TV event right there. Or made for
1: Jets TV event. We'll we'll stream the whole thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, All right, that's enough from us. Uh, This has been Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We hope to talk to you again soon as the draft gets closer and the expansion draft and free agency uh, get out there, enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the beautiful weather, Manitoba and Canada, or wherever you're listening to this. Hope you're enjoying life. Have a great one. Bye. This is big ground control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets hosted by jets TV for jets, news videos, and more head to winnipegjets.com.